0: Yes, and I says to the guy, I says, what are you looking at, punk? So what did you do to him? For some reason, I don't sound like myself. Hold on. Hello. There we go. Hello. What did you say to him? I don't sound the same, but I've suddenly changed my voice to sound more like yours, even though it doesn't at all. are you trying to put a little British accent in? I those? don't know what I'm doing. It's going to change the entire time like my voices always do. Cockney head. Oh, cockney head.
1: Oh yes. Hello. Welcome to Couple of Critics podcast. I'm Pinhead. And
0: I'm Pinhead. I shall take Pinhead. Who are you? Why do you steal my domain?
1: My name's Henrietta Jocelyn Pinhead. You are my brother, and my voice does not stay the same. That is my power.
0: (laughs) I like your power. torturing people with not being able to stay within the same character range, voice-wise.
1: My biggest way to give people pleasure and pain is my inconsistency.
0: <laughs> I like inconsistency, except I don't because I like order in hell. Did you know that the hell is very ordered? We have to put paperwork in, I have to file things. I can't do things until permission is granted by my Lord Leviathan...
1: I would like to ask, do you alphabetize things, or do you arrange them by hatred level?
0: I know, it's like, I've got Carl Jensen coming in Thursday, so I gotta put Carl on the C, and I give it to Janet at the front.
1: Why not Jensen? Huh? Why not
0: Jensen? Because it's her!
1: So you alphabetize by the first name yes instead of the last? To the that must be really hard to find. I'm sure there are many, many
0: Carls. There are many, many Carls. I know. Including Co- Winslow. No, Carl Winslow's in heaven. No, he's not. I heard he's in heaven. I can't hold this on my face anymore. I am sweaty hi
1: how do you think i feel with <laughs> talcum powder all over my head and face i feel oh, like i'm wearing a mask you
2: mean uh old people smelly stuff that you caked on your dome yeah and it's sweating <laughs> off because
1: it's atrocious and it's warm and i'm wearing this long sleeve shit and what are you doing
2: i'm connected to that
1: thing oh, there's cat
2: pain <laughs> Oh man, are we about to have a fucking throwdown?
0: Pain. You are in pain. Anyway,
2: podcast time. We're here. Oh God, yeah, everything is falling apart.
1: Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm sorry And we are here because I started this thing. Sometimes I don't want to be, but we're here because of
0: consistency
1: <laughs> is the way of pain and organization
2: <laughs> calm down <there. laughs> how's, oh, how's the talcum powder treating you on your face it's got to be miserable
1: it's warm it's not as itchy as i thought it would be but it's very warm in a like a ovarian cancer sort of way so i'm looking forward to it
2: well it smells like old people in here to me
1: i want to smell like an old lady because Speaking i'm almost
2: people. an old lady Speaking of old people we ate at wendy's this morning at like 10 30 or something it was around 11. 11, and it was Old People City. I don't know if everyone's Wendy's is like that, lunchtime, but Wendy's is Old People hang out here in this town. Initially, we were
1: the youngest people by a while who had walked into that place until a, a, an easy 30 years. Yeah, and they definitely <laughs> catered to their crowd because the music was some nice uh,
2: 50s oh, rock yeah. and roll. Yeah, like doo-wop almost sometimes. Not doo-wop. Come on, let me just exaggerate for podcast reasons. And I just think that you always go to doo-wop when you hear 50s. Because it's it makes people feel old when you say doo-wop. It's gonna mm. go down to the... You doo-wop, doop. <laughs> what did do they used to call them? The ice cream? No, uh, malt shop? Fuck. These the 70s. soda shop. Yeah. What a weird thing that back in the day, the only way to get soda was to go to a shop, and they had to, like, fizz it up for you. <laughs> Here you go, little Timmy. Walk um, away with some cola. One thing that I bet you guys haven't seen
1: yet is uh, Pinhead playing the harmonica. Here we go.
2: <laughs> I got to tell you, it was fucking gorgeous. That's not true. And general. you're right. I, as a Pinhead aficionado, have not seen Pinhead play the harmonica. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I was going to do it. You're going to stop there? It it's true is, torture.
1: <laughs> it is true pain to slide this fucking f- like $5 thing that I got from Tractor Supply across my lips. It is,
2: <laughs> is it like cheese grating your lips right now? Yeah, it is not. Um, yeah, look at it. It looks like they sharpen it almost.
1: <laughs> it is not made for lips. Uh, they just sell it to children to cut them up and get them tough for the future.
2: We sharpen harmonicas. And then we give them for you to
0: play, and it shears off the top layers of your lips. So you always have blisters. No, that's not what blisters are. I don't even know. I don't know what boosters are.
1: Well, so we're here because it's Sam's week. (laughs) Okay,
0: this
2: is truly torture. (laughs) We're
1: a bunch of set-up bitches this week. And we are going to review a movie that Sam has been dying to talk about. And I've been dying to hear his opinions. Because he's just been withholding because the podcast means so much.
2: You want to try it again so anyone understands a word?
1: Everyone will understand (laughs) everything. Your hatred makes it fuzzy in your ears. I
2: do have a lot of hatred in my (laughs) God
0: damn it. (laughs)
2: All sins are forgiven at the sound of the harmonica. (laughs) Oh thank you, sir, Mr. Pin Mrs. Pinhead. Uh, My name is Henrietta Jocelyn Pinhead.
1: You know what Herschel's middle name is? Jay. No, I didn't. Oh, it's Jartholomew. Jartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because... Ugh. Because I made up the name Jartholomew? <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to have pieces of my lip yeah, left stop behind doing You're gonna get on light-headed and fall over. No, that's fine. I don't care about that. I'm just going to literally rip the skin off of my lips if I continue.
2: We've got some beautiful chrome skull glasses here that Michelle picked <laughs> up from a really fancy store. I believe it's called the dollar tree the dollar 25 tree yep i can't afford to feed my kids i need a quarter taken off for these chrome skulls by the way if you look at them or see them or i'll just tell you who's listening Just put the sound up to them you can just you can just push this thing and no problem i could just crush this thing right now with my fist and just push it together and squeeze out all the juice by the way what you drinking girl
1: it has the juice i have a corn corn juice in my <laughs> skull so uh, i I took the oh god what was it i don't remember how he described it but it was like it was like the rod or like the stick with the things i don't remember how the kid explained Something what a corn the knobs the, uh, the knobs that <laughs> what it was
2: you know that kid it was like overplayed and it was everywhere, but god damn it. When that first came out in the original video of the kid just talking about corn, the cutest fucking kid. It was kid. truly hysterical. Uh huh. It's Cone. Like, there's a reason it took off. And yeah, just like everything else that's good and it takes off, it gets overplayed and you're kind of like, eh, I don't need to see this, but.
1: It's just a pun about Cone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to ever deny that the Cone kid wasn't funny and you're just you're just trying to be cool, you're just trying to be edgy if you don't like the Cone kid. You know kid. what's cool? The Corn
1: kid. The corn the Kid? The cool children of the Corn? corn kid. He Who
2: Walks Behind the Rose?
1: I can't <laughs> believe I initially thought that that was a rose like a flower. No. Oh, what a
2: R-O-W-S. Ass. Corn when, Rose. <laughs> I thought about
1: that when I passed a uh, cornfield the other day, and man, did I feel smart.
2: <laughs> so now every time you see a cor- rose of corn, you just think of Children of the Corn and the phrase, He Who Walks Behind the Rose? Because that's what I think of. I think of
1: Malachi's horrific face, his hair blowing in the wind, and it's gingery mane. I'm a big fan of gingers, but not that good. Um, And uh, I like cone. Cone.
2: Have we actually explained what's going on with your face? We just referenced the talcum powder.
1: Yeah, I have talcum powder all over my face, and then I very quickly and very poorly... Put some lines all over my face, and the black eyeshadow that I used, and going over top of the uh, baby powder, just mixed, and it feels—it's starting to feel itchier. The more time goes on, it doesn't feel fun. Um, it doesn't look good, <laughs> but it smells good. It makes no. love good.
2: It—it uh, it feels good. James Brown on it, huh? Your talking powder is James Brown.
1: See, it's even making cat. the cat sneeze. Yeah, the cat hates it too. He's trying to get air out the doll.
2: All right. You want to get the reason why we're here I today so you can get that shit off your face? want to get this over with. <laughs> yes, we both absolutely do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening to this Mostly podcast, I'm sure. Yes lady and gentlemen uh, a couple ladies at come least. on
1: let me have the joke they're not <laughs> jokes if they're not funny
2: oh oh i bet somebody laughs
1: i bet everyone who listens to this thinks that i'm a total bitch i'm gonna vote
2: 100 yes because i'm a senna bitch <laughs> today and i'm laying it on feck uh, all right if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or you know me you know that uh I became obsessed with a little thing called Hellraiser a few years yeah, cause ago. Yeah, because this is the
1: second one that we we're reviewing on this. This is the this. second
2: time because we did the original. Now, this is one yeah, of those This deals. is the first
1: time this has happened. I didn't even think about that. This is the first time <sighs> Hellraiser,
2: but just of a different year, is being reviewed. Yeah. If we would have done the original Halloween, it would have, could have worked out. But we've never talked about the original Halloween. No, we've, so this, is, like, this is the first time. It just time. works out. And like remakes. Baby. Because they don't even. I don't know. That, we'll get into it. But you'll know that I am a Hellraiser fan, a Pinhead fan, and have been for a while. Yes. I've seen... Thank you. I'm glad oh. I can provide you pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Yes. Um, Thank you, and you're welcome. It's been my thing. Even when no one was into it, and you know that, right? Like, I've been talking about Pinhead for years. No and one has ever liked Hellraiser. Nobody gave a shit about Pinhead. Nobody likes Hellraiser but Sam. You need to never drink one of those fucking energy things again. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Don't take that to heart. All right. I will scale it way back. Don't take back. it to heart. I'm not taking it to heart. I'm taking it to head. Mm, okay. Continue. Anyway,
0: I've
2: uh, been a big fan for a long time. Now she's just going to sulk like a mime. I'm a sad pinhead. <laughs> sad head? You brought me pain in my heart. <laughs> well, that should cause pleasure. To no one but everyone. Mm. So anyway, I'm a fan and have been for a long time. I've seen all of them, even the shitty ones, which is the majority of them. Which is all of them to give you painful pleasure. They do not all suck. Fuck off. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, more of them do than don't. I'll give you that one. Uh, So uh, it's only fitting that Sam had to talk about this new Hellraiser as soon as it came out. Well, not as soon. We could have done this. Uh, on Friday and had it out on Saturday but that's just not how we roll no one cares enough that's true that's very true although (laughs) if it's anything like the Halloween Kills if I put the full episode up on YouTube it would be our highest views because for some reason people want to watch people talk about horror movies in full length so I bet if I put this up full length on Wednesday which spoiler alert it's not fucking happening speaking of spoiler alerts spoiler alert speaking of spoilers. We're going to talk about this film no in shit. full detail, of course. so as you know. That's what we if do. you're new to this thing, you're just like, hey, I'll check out these assholes just because of it. it says Hellraiser we're on it. We're coming for you. I'm going to say things that spoil the movie. Anyway, we're here talking about Hellraiser 2022. You know what spoils Hulu the movie? Hulu release. That it was released on Hulu and not in theaters, and it should have been a theatrical release if they're actually going to put some money behind this thing. But they were too scared because obviously they don't know if Hellraiser is going to fail or f- or fly. Fly or fail. You know what spoiled the movie? The movie! I'm just oh, jeez. <laughs> Michelle likes nothing that Sam I likes. I
1: <laughs> have to provide a sense of pain.
2: No, you don't. The
1: whole thing <laughs> is pain. It's all pain. Even where you're told it's pleasure, the only people getting pleasure are those who enjoy giving others
2: pain. That's not true. That's not how Cenobites roll. So I am pleasured
0: by giving you pain.
2: They are pleasured by the prospect of... Of showing you that there's a threshold of pain that can lead to pleasure. That's where the pleasure of the Cenobite comes in. In the original movie. But we're not talking about the original movie. You want to get talking about this fucking thing that happened? You keep asking me and I keep saying yes. I know, but I try and talk and then you go...
0: <laughs>
2: I'll stop
1: talking. God damn it, I knew I shouldn't have said something again. I Yeah, you want me to stop talking, so continue. Talk, talk amongst yourself, Sam. Everyone's here for Sam to talk about his favorite movie franchise, Hellraiser. It's not my favorite
2: movie franchise. Tell me why. I'll tell you why, because most of them fucking suck. What is your favorite movie franchise? What is my favorite movie franchise? Tremors. You weren't expecting that one, were you? I don't believe that. That's true. Yeah, I don't believe that, because most of those suck too. I think all film franchises kind of suck. I'll tell you what my favorite film franchise is. Friday the 13th. Because even the shitty ones are still, like, not as shitty as other shitty ones. Because these Hellraiser movies get really fucking shitty. Like, straight to video, all the time. Which, by the way, this 2022 release is no different. Right to video. It was no theatrical release.
1: I can't think of anything that I like that falls within those guidelines.
2: Of a franchise? Correct. Let's see. You're not big on Texas Chainsaw. I'm only thinking horror movies. Like, most franchises are built in like sci-fi not interested uh horror Not sometimes uh, sometimes but sometimes, not, but not
1: the leads to a franchise i i mean <laughs> i thought some of the Saul movies were okay but it, yeah. it's not i'm not gonna vouch for it misery that was never a franchise the flavor of love tv show
2: oh there you go this is where we're getting uh Ninety Day Fiance, that's a fucking franchise. I like
1: television based franchise. Go. I love I never ninety even... day fiance and all the spin-off <laughs> shows. I never
2: even thought about those being a franchise.
1: I have combined watched in the last like handful of years about like twenty seasons worth of ninety day fiance shows. Easily. And you easily. And it <laughs> is wonderful.
2: So yeah. My favorite
1: franchise is ninety day you... fiance.
2: Human like trash drama like not drama in like movie world like white trash kind of drama (laughs) and not and some of it some
1: of it i think is natural i feel like they set up situations all the time but i think that there are a lot of natural reactions that happen in the moment as well because a lot of they choose mostly unstable people to be on the show yeah so you're waiting for someone to freak out that is when it's the most fun. That's why the tell-all. When they have tell-alls at the end of the seasons, and everyone just like gives their opinion on each other's fucking lives, that's mm-hmm. only gonna cause problems. And yeah. that's exactly what it does. And I'm just sitting there like, ooh, this is my favorite.
0: This is
2: my shit. <laughs> I think even when they set it up, like, there's probably totally made up ones, but sometimes it seems like they're taking something that happened yeah. between them, and then trying to I think to if you bring it. that up again, it might lead to that fight. Again, so you're going to get a little bit of natural reaction.
1: Most people don't resolve all of their issues. <laughs> no, no.
2: So Sometimes you're... you do have to just be like, let's just stop talking about it. We're moving on.
1: So just bringing up <laughs> problems that you have and putting a spotlight on them, you're going to get different reactions. <laughs> yeah.
2: Always. And then if you know they're paying for you to like lose your shit, and the people that fucking cause problems are the ones that stay.
1: Michael, I'm going to take your car back. <laughs> it's my car, Michael.
2: Bitch, I, she, it's crazy how she calls Michael a bitch all the time. Don't you? You
1: can't swindle
2: me because I like cake. <laughs> She's fucking nuts. She was rip, trying to rip his bumper off, and she couldn't. And then she like tries to rip his license plate off, and realized she couldn't rip metal off either. And she just I'm gonna gives break up. your
1: windows <laughs> out next. Uh, yeah. All right, so. Hellraiser 2022 has finally get, been
2: released. Uh, yes, it has. And I want to do this a little bit just uh, differently. I want to know your general thoughts on it. Like, did you like it? Did you hate it? Were you miserable? Or is it just not your thing? <clears throat> or is it just... Okay, so I, I do
1: like some horror. Yeah. But I naturally always lean more towards suspense and thriller. So something that... See, and I don't think that the gore in this is something that necessarily turns me off because I don't think it's really that gory. I think there are things that happen, but in this movie in particular, I, I don't know. Like there is some gore, I guess, because yeah. people get ripped apart. But There's I guess technically a
2: lot of gore, but it doesn't seem to hit.
1: I feel like it's it's not usually focused on the gore. True. So I think I kind of appreciate that more about it. I will say, um. Hated it the first watch.
2: <laughs> shit's weak. I'm about to say you literally said shit's weak right yeah, after. It if stopped. you guys
1: have seen uh, Grandma's Boy, there is a scene where Nick Swardson's character beats someone at that Dance Dance Revolution game, <laughs> and then at the end he said, "Shit's weak." Yeah. To that person, you know, like your shit's weak. And uh, as soon as the movie was over. That was the first thing I said when we talked about it as we were walking into the Chinese restaurant. I did it again. Uh, You posted something on Facebook about it. I specifically found that gif from that movie, from that part where he says, shit's weak, and posted it. So I'm just going to keep referencing that. I understand things more.
2: This the set because we watched movies twice. We watched it today.
1: Yes, we watched it Friday night. Yes, and then we watched it today Sunday afternoon. I don't know what days are, so I feel like it's easy for me to not to just write something off if I don't really understand it and just be like I don't like it because I don't feel like it's worth figuring out sometimes i
2: get that it makes sense
1: but sometimes it is like sometimes i need resolution and for this movie doesn't feel like i needed that because i'm not super invested in it okay yeah and i don't think that it's i don't know i think a lot of it is just very surface like they they pretty much explain everything but the first time we watched it our i mean our brightness is naturally on the lower end so Mm -hmm. there were things that we visually didn't see um there are things i kind of didn't understand what, what was actually being said it made more sense yeah. this time yeah i even said i might need a uh,
2: caption ca-
1: uh yeah subtitles. Like, subtitles and i didn't feel like i needed it this time okay as a whole should i go ahead and rate it from the very beginning and then talk about why yeah. like how do you want to do this
2: i'll, I'll, I'll start talking because i'd like to wait for the rating at the end i'd like to expound on what you said in my opinion okay off of the beginning. Um, I don't remember what you said. <laughs> I too agree that, like, the gore, it doesn't feel gory, but I think it doesn't feel gory because the Cenobites are so over the top. But they look like plastic. Well, it does and look like plastic and gum. rubber. Yeah, <laughs> gum. Rubber. <laughs> like that makes stretched sense. gum. Yeah. Like you like took a piece of gum and like stretched it out the one way and then put your finger in the middle and hooked it this way. Well,
1: the stuff that's supposed to be their skin doesn't look like actual skin. No, it's no. bubble. It looks no. like bubbly pink bubble gum to yeah. me.
2: It's all practical. Well, it's mostly practical effects on there. So it does have that rubbery kind of look. But like, also, even if it didn't have the rubbery kind of look, I think there's just so much of it all the time. Like, a Cenobite walks up, and like their back's split open, and their skin's cut apart, and they're just, like, flayed in sections. I think it's almost kind of like death metal sometimes. It's so much that it kind of takes away I think from so the too. impact of when gory things happen. Like, when somebody gets torn apart by the chains, it doesn't feel like... But it's also so
1: fast, and then they just like they don't focus on it.
2: Oh well, they have to. That CG's got to get out of the way before you notice how bad it looks.
1: Well, yeah, but it's just (laughs) it's more kind of like a
2: flash that it happens, and
1: then the scene is gone.
2: A super ripping apart, like it's so just mist gone.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's not like someone like The Walking Dead, which will pull slowly pull someone's innards out and eat them. No. So there is a different effect in that way. I do think it makes sense that having the Cenobites walk around because it like it looks more. Jesus Christ! Oh, God. Oliver, you got the allergies going on. He also just has allergies. Sorry, so. little guy.
2: He's very cute. Um, what was I going to say? God damn. We were talking about the gore. You like the Cenobites walking around? Is the last thing you just said.
1: I think that seeing them more obviously will desensitize you. Yeah. I will say. I do like that this movie showed the Cenobites more throughout the whole movie. Okay. I like the... I think the story is better than the first one. Okay. Because I thought... I mean, the first one was very basic. Okay.
2: It was just, I can't wait to respond to this part. You don't think so? Well, no. I just... I'll explain my opinion. on Go ahead. But
1: I think that the story that, that they did also is very kind of standard and basic. But I think that <clears throat> if I'm going to choose... I don't know. I guess I just it was just grimier and grosser looking, the earlier one, the, the like eighty
2: seven yeah, yeah, one. So is that when it came out? Eighty seven. I think it said nineteen eighty seven. Okay. I could be
1: incorrect. I didn't look it up,
2: <clears throat> But I don't remember. Whenever it came out. The the first one. The original. So,
1: so it just felt more cheesy. The the last one did. Even the new though one? I feel like the new one was all was also oh, okay. like very predictable. Okay. And Chet Hanks could have played Trevor the boyfriend. <laughs> he did have a Ted
2: Hanks vibe. Right. Um interest my theory on that or my my opinion on the uh the story thing is I think this is such a generic overused Hellraiser story. This is I've seen two Hellraiser movies, so I don't have this Well, part 2 there's a guy named Dr. Chenard who his whole thing is he's collecting boxes. He's collecting occult stuff. Dr. Chenard? <laughs> You can say that, but it's Chinard. C-H-A-N-N-A-R-D. Chenard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chinnard, yeah. Boy with uh, balls on chin. But he's also into the occult, like, wants these things collected and gets other people to solve the box for him, so that's kind of already been done. I prefer the original Hellraiser because it's not a story about the Cenobites. The Cenobites are just a tasty little sugar on top. The true story is this... Uh, this evil man Frank who has seduced this woman so much that she's in love with him but he's just using her and like I think that story's better of the like tug and pull of like this weird relationship and she's married to his brother but, than this whole like I just want power.
1: I guess that had more of like a softcore feel to me.
2: Yeah it could which I think that might just be production of the 80s too. That might be. the way they like filmed their love making in the 80s one it's like no no it's like there's a little bit of like sadism in there but it was mostly just like 80s showing sides of butts kind of stuff in this 2022 like she straight and get fucked at the beginning of this one I'm like I don't know if she's getting in her ass when she turns over I or think, if it's just some ram and doggy style well and that boy is walking through Roland Voigt, the
1: rich guy's home the main, main like his... the main
2: bad guy Roland Voigt.
1: And there is a room where there are some sex acts going on, but it's really not like a whole orgy thing. No, it's I expected
2: just, more when, sadisticness going on. No, there are really only like
1: two people actually being sexual, but nobody is yeah. caring. It's no, like,
2: everybody's just like hanging out. We're kind of getting into the details now, but aren't we? there's
1: never nudity or anything. So it's there's not only like backs. It's not like gritu-
2: side titties. Yeah, and stuff it's not like gratuitous that. like you no. would think it would be. I think that, and I think who? I appreciate
1: that because I think in a lot of horror movies are just cheap. I think it cheapens it because it's a lot of like, let's just put some titties in because we're going to do that in horror movies. So to me, that seems cheaper. Let's find some girls to take their tops off and then someone's going to chase them while those little teenage titties bob (laughs) up and down.
2: (laughs) Well, I think that also happened way more back in the day. Excuse me, because movie producers were actually, (laughs) well, movie producers were actually like, I think consciously sometimes going like, boys are going to need to jerk off. We're giving them some titties to jerk off to.
1: Now you have jerk off material everywhere. What?
2: You're going to just show me boobs? That's not going to do it. I need somebody fisting an asshole with a piece of cone. (laughs) Cone? It
1: has the juice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my opinion of this movie is generally I liked it. I don't love it. It's not what I've been waiting for because I've been waiting for this movie. I've known about this movie coming for like two years now. Uh... I tried to bring my expectations down, but I just don't think I could Mm -hmm. as much as I needed to. But all in all, this is the best production value us Hellraiser fans have gotten in forever. I'm talking 20 fucking years. Easy. Probably 30 years.
1: I think that I don't, and I'm sorry to butt in on you, but I don't usually like CGI very much. I think it looked good in this.
2: Well, CGI is just getting better and better. And... I've heard this made this point on other like podcasts that I've listened to, and it's fucking genius. People always talk about it was such bad CGI. And it's like, yeah, the one you noticed, but you didn't notice the other 90% that was fucking fantastic CGI because when it's good CGI, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you only know because your brain knows man can't fly. So something weird is happening. But like, other than that, if you looked at like science and everything, you'd be like, it's technically correct visually. My brain just knows. This isn't correct. So, like, a lot of times there's, like, fake buildings and shit. Nobody ever fucking knows. There's fake signs and shit. You don't fucking know. Because I think most of the
1: time anymore, you things are <laughs> superimposed in movies. Oh, because it's, it's just cheaper. Yeah. So, I think that it's getting harder to decipher between the two because Agreed. I think so much is make-believe.
2: And I think they've learned that the mix of practical and CG is the actual way to go. Because, like... These Cenobites, this movie, I think, are all practical, but I think they're enhanced digitally.
1: That voice, uh, that that penhead voice, is definitely enhanced.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> that's a gripe I have with this because it almost sounds like three different voices mixed together. It does. It sounds like uh, Jamie Clayton doing like a low man voice, and then I uh, like, hi, hi I'm boy. just talking. Yeah, and, and then, like, then like maybe a computerized one, yeah, yeah,
1: one on top of it.
2: I agree. So you just get
1: like tinges of real voice, but it's mostly like
2: pain, pleasure. Yeah. I like the tone, but sometimes there's so much effect on it that it loses the weight of what she is saying at that time. Like Doug Bradley, when he would say stuff, it wasn't super like reverbed out. It wasn't super like dropped in like, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Like pitch. So like, you could hear what he was saying, and it still felt it had like a weight because you're hearing a human voice still. When it's Jamie Clayton as out in this, it's so robotic, it doesn't feel like a human. Oh my god!
0: Talcum
2: powder dries out the nose, so mm. Pinhead must pick nose. <laughs> yeah, I was talking that whole time as much as I could, so I didn't have to cut to you picking your nose you're if I used cut any of this. To anything. I've been making videos for one episode. It's gonna keep fucking happening. Mm-hmm. Now it definitely will. (laughs) Okay, I'm challenging At least on this Hellraiser episode. (laughs) And then we'll see. (laughs) Don't make me do this shit for nothing to my face. Precisely.
1: But one thing that came from being the Hell Priestess was that my vision became 2020 because Michelle always wears glasses, but
2: this episode she did not need them. Yeah, You don't want it. You want things to be blurry if you're a hell priestess.
1: Things aren't really that blurry. It's more just seeing things from afar and trying to read
2: things is what I need glasses for. Uh, so, some of these main characters. What do you think about Riley's performance? This is Riley, the main girl. Riley, or the actors of the main kids in general. I'm putting kids in quotations because I felt like they were supposed to be in their like early twenties. I'm
1: not sure what they were supposed. Th- yeah, it looked like I they feel were. Like she's m- like twenty, maybe old enough
2: to drink maybe not well, i feel like the older brother matt because it's riley and her brother matt i feel like matt's like 24 25 hey, the and actor f- is like 28
1: so okay. i would say that the 24 sounds about right All right. he has the apartment he lives with his boyfriend and a friend and his sister and he like covers rent for his sister sometimes because she does not She's, she's just had a problem. problem.
2: She's like a she's had drug past. She's like six months clean in this, is what she says. Is what she says. I think she's being truthful until like she starts doing bad things with Man, this. Man, your wily
1: eyebrow, Trevor
2: fell. I I now know it's the other side. It's, it's literally both. looping straight I up. I keep catching them in my vision. I'm gonna have to get them trimmed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, see now this right one's in my vision. There he is. Mm-hmm. Pain pleasure. Ow. <laughs> But anyway, what we we talking about? Oh, the Riley. People,
1: the main people. And Riley and her boyfriend. And yeah, early on, it's them having sex. And he, she's, he's like, do you like that? And she's like, I love it. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, what?
2: <laughs> and then stops having sex.
1: Get out me, motherfucker.
2: Yeah. These actors at the beginning are doing rough. This boyfriend of her brother, Matt. What's his name? Colin? Colin. Some of the acting at the beginning of Colin is some rough, rough stuff. I
1: definitely feel like I absorbed much more on the second watch, even though I was accused of not watching, but I was making notes on my phone.
2: I said, are you watching? Because I pointed something out. You and said, are you even watching it? Yeah, because I said something, and you were like, what? And I was like, it was just on screen. Are you Because watching? <laughs> I didn't
1: notice if the cigarette in his hand was a cigarette or a joint. How dare I? <laughs> oh,
2: that's what it was? I thought you just didn't notice him smoking cigarettes at all.
1: <gasps> no, it's just that I didn't see specifically what it was. Uh,
2: I thought you didn't see
1: anything. I... <laughs> Because you like to demean me and people I, wonder why I'm a bitch. Is because you talk down to me all the time. But they're not here for that.
2: I know. I wish they could be.
1: Isn't it always fun when someone lashes out and then they look like the crazy one because they're just reacting? My nose can't stand <laughs> what is happening outside
2: of it. Yeah, you're just breathing in talcum powder constantly. Constantly. My, bo- my
1: boogers out. are getting all dry and itchy. And Okay, so the movie's a movie. The movie's a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're talking about how it's a movie and it has some characters. I was talking about Riley. I think Riley was okay at acting in she this. She was okay. She definitely <laughs> looks like she stuck her lips into something
2: to blow them up. I don't think she did. I think she just looks that way.
1: I think she, no, I think although she you looks told that me, way. Although you
2: told me, like, that is the fashion now to try and get your lips uh, as big as possible.
1: Yes. And the whole thing about putting lipstick and lip liner on. Uh, outside of your lips to make them look bigger and it looks like her top lip that something is going on with that that's all because it's just like the fashion so i don't i believe that she has pouty (laughs) lips on her own but it just looked like swollen yeah so it kind of threw me off at first i I was just like what is going on with her she got some
2: injections right
1: before perhaps she did but she's been an actress for a while i've never seen her before okay
2: well, I'm glad she wasn't terrible because, like... No, I think she was okay. Yeah.
1: I just think that the... the care, I mean, I think... I shouldn't say okay. I don't think she did a bad job because she was believable. And that's what...
2: That, yeah, that, no, That's yeah. what needs I, to happen. I never got... When she was acting on screen, I was never pulled out of the movie. when Colin. I agree. Colin did some stuff, I was pulled out of the movie. But it was just that scene, really. Just that, oh, yeah, but it was early on. Early
1: on, because, like... Early
2: on in filming,
0: yeah.
1: Aside from just being early on in yeah. the movie,
2: so you know how at the beginning of the movie, when uh, the very very beginning, we like go to Serbia and it's like, yes, she, the woman is purchasing the box. But she's doing it for someone for Roland Voigt. Yes, uh, that guy that's like selling the box to him in Hellraiser World. There's always a guy that's like giving the box away, and they're like known as like I can't remember what the word is, but they're like these dudes that are like on earth to get the box in people's hands like messengers kind of but he was taking money i don't know sometimes those guys are just like yes it found you well power (laughs) is a
1: big thing to have to do with this and for
2: us money is usually power and i think if you're like buying a cult stuff if somebody's like No, it's just, it's yours. But it was like, it always was. I'd be like, okay, I don't want it. That's creepy shit. Take the
1: money, please. I forgot and just now remember that isn't that how the original Hellraiser is? That they're in
2: some fucking like desert? It's an, uh, no, they're like in a, it looks like like an Asian like marketplace and they're just under a tent thing. And he's like, you want the box? And it's an old Asian guy, like stereotypical, like long nails and uh, Fu Manchu going on and then he gives it to him and he's like it's yours it always was and then frank moves on with his dirty grimy fingernails which you pointed out and i'll never forget in the movie they were they nasty are fucking disgusting but it's weird this movie was like touted originally it was going to be a remake but like more uh stick to the original story the books or book the book hellbound heart and then i was like okay going to stick more to the original movie and then it's nothing like the original book at all all the barriers the first movies more like the book than
1: anything the barriers set in this movie or uh, in the first movie like this does not this is not true to the first movie no at all they're
2: different rules yeah different uh it's all it's just very it's different All different like there's reward uh, uh, yeah the whole box system is set up in this way that's just never been going on and the guys touted it as this is going to be like in the hellraiser universe it goes along with all the other movies there's no fucking way this goes along with all the other movies.
1: So, how do you think? <clears throat> which I don't know if this really matters because I didn't think that I discussed this in the first one. But how do you think that rich asshole even kno- knew that this box existed? Just word of mouth.
2: Uh, usually in Hellraiser movies, I'm just using this from Hellraiser past knowledge. It's just like guys get into the occult, and like you just hear whispers in the underground, like especially because it's all based off like sex. Well, it's supposed to be sex, but like uh sensation of the body and like so it's like guys who've had it all and like have don't feel sensation anymore, they get into these clubs and they're like, I hear of this box that gives you the last final sensation, and then they gotta like become obsessed with it and seek it out. This movie is all these movies
1: are all just about feelings. Pretty much. I wanna feel things. Pretty much.
2: So, real quick, box gets <laughs> See... Gotten. (laughs) Yeah, it gets gotten. I want to talk about that first... uh, The first uh, scene where the box action gets happening, where the kid is at a party. It's kind of like... I'm glad they opened up the movie with some, like, action instead of just, like, we meet the girl, and here's the story kicking along. What do you mean action? Everybody wants to see some chains. Everybody wants to see the box in action. I'm glad they opened it up with a kid solving part of the box and getting cut, which is, like, this whole new rules where... The original box, it's he who desired to get the Cenobites. And they just fixed the puzzle. I think I just realized something about myself. Okay.
1: What I didn't like about it more in the first one is that because I feel for people. My initial reaction is like sadness for people when i watch it so the first time i watched it i was just like well that guy didn't deserve anything Mm -hmm. this person doesn't deserve anything like it just things keep it would be different if things happened to bad people Uh uh-huh but because so many of these people are just innocent and then they have to be tortured and in pain
2: for all of eternity because like this new box rules is like if you get (laughs) cut by it and it gets your blood you're the fucking sacrifice hate to tell you you might have been the greatest person in the world but your blood's on this box now. And you, they, they say to one of the people when,
1: I mean, like, you're going to feel every single bit of this.
2: <laughs> and it's horrible. But then, it's but then do they? Because then they just get, like, then torn they just apart immediately. Apart. <laughs> I don't know. Unless in Hellraiser World, because, like, I think. Like I feel like the-
1: they don't do these people not exist beyond that. Or does that just kill them and they're done? See, that's what I was going to bring up. I don't know if like... Because re- if resurrection is something that they're able to do... Yeah,
2: they might just be around without like skin on and they can piece them back together and fuck with them some more like, because that's what I always thought it was. Are
1: they just existing in hell now?
2: I don't ever consider it actual hell. I think they consider in the chasms that the Cenobites live in. And I've always interpreted it as, although they are in pieces... They are not dead. Okay. This, they yeah, can I can to s- talk about this really They bad, can be it, sewn
1: back together. This bothers me. Or what? Because I have always been under the assumption that Cenobites are more like demons. Mm-hmm. This movie, they're essentially just people yep. who are like forced to work for them because they're th- the thing that they wanted was power. So now, I don't think any of the Cenobites, like, asked to be Cenobites. They just wanted power, and the way to have power is to be providing pain to just people. To be a Cenobite,
2: yes. Uh, it's, that's how it originally was. That's how it is closer to this story. Like, hell kind of came in later. Originally, it was just like, we are just doing our job. Our job is to provide you experiences beyond your belief and your threshold of what you earthly know it as, of pleasures, But that's just Earth's boundaries. Let me show you some real shit. And that's how it's always been. And then as the movies go on and shit, it becomes like
1: I guess I just assume that because before this movie, before I thought that Cenobites were worldly, I would think that they would retreat to some sort of hell thing when they're not working. But in this movie, it seems like they're constantly in action
2: but how can they be constantly in action? Uh, I think they're constantly in action just because the box was gotten on this. I was thinking about that too. It went yeah. like for six years without anything happening. They might just be hanging out for six years in Oh, because no one Cynibite did World. anything. Yeah. Because no one got cut. Or here's the other theory that I have and has been done in Hellraiser World. Well, it was locked up the whole time. Well, it was. But in other Hellraiser stories, there's other boxes and other puzzles and there's other gatherings of cinnabites. They're called orders like the original Hellraiser movie, that's called the Order of the Gash. Those collection of Cenobites. Yeah, so there should be like a corporation or like a headquarters that they all retreat to. So
1: but it kind seems of is. like Hellraiser. Hellraiser would yeah. be like
2: hell. It kind of is, but it's called the Labyrinth. And Hellraiser 2, it's the Labyrinth. And then the big pyramid in the sky is the Leviathan, and that's the god of the Labyrinth. So David Bowie and Labyrinth was a Cenobite? Fucking precisely. Oh, man. <laughs> Now you're catching on. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, I like the beginning of this movie when that kid gets chained because I like the upgrade on the chains in this. You know, but it's
1: but it's in the background, so you don't really see it as much. Yeah, but
2: I like the original one where it goes through his knee because, like, in the f- earlier Hellraiser movies, it's just like hooks that come out and like grab onto you like a fish hook, and you're like, "Ow, that hurts," which it would fucking hurt. But this one goes like through his knee and like grabs them from the other side that it went through, and it's got like these double hooks now. That just seems like it'd be more brutal and could actually potentially tear you apart. Like ass blaster talons? Kind of. Ass blaster talons. It's like those fish hook ones. It just seems you'd be like, ow, this hurts. Oh, skin tore. All right, hooks are out now. <laughs> you well, I'm you pretty sure there.
1: that there was a band. Some know them as Blue's Traveler, and they sang, famously, the hook brings you back.
2: It does bring you back. It sure does. Like a walleye. Like a fish oh boy i don't know what to say about this movie right now I so
1: what... i have a i have some uh, some little quippy thoughts that okay, i came please. up with during the movie so what do you think happens if the lament configurations battery dies does it have to be restarted <laughs> from the beginning from the first phase since in this movie it has to go through different phases and each time that someone like kind of they complete the puzzle there's a little knife that comes out it stabs them, it has their blood, so then the Cenobites come and take them, and then it changes shape and moves on to the next phase. That ha- that did not happen in the first one, at least. I no. don't know if this has happened in any of the other no, ones.
2: No, no. The box has always been one shape, and it's always been... A box. And it's people who, like, deserve it. Like, they... In Hellraiser 2, they get a little girl who's just good at puzzles to solve it, and the Cenobites come in, and they're about to, like, go to the girl, and then Pinhead walks in, and he goes, no, no. It isn't hands that call us. It is desire. And then he looks over and he sees the people that were watching it. So they're the ones who are going to get... And I, it now. I, I honestly, but now in this one it's just like oh if you just get stabbed by it
1: you're going back sorry i do like that thought process so this is another thing that happens because are you wanting you're not wanting to like t- tell the whole story of this right oh no i'm more just want
2: to talk about how we feel and stuff <clears throat> okay and things we, liked, so we like so there's
1: spoiler alert there's something that happens in this movie that i fucking don't like okay, you can
2: say it so We're in spoilers.
1: regards to as what i just explained it has to go through the, the processes. It has to go through so many puzzles. And each time a knife comes out, and it has to take someone each time. You have to feed
0: it your yep. blood. You have to feed the box. Yeah,
1: you have to feed it like it is the, oh my God, why can't I think of the character name from Little Shop of Horrors? Audrey 2. Okay. Feed Audrey 2. Yeah. And, uh, oh God, thought
2: processes. <laughs> this sucks. I have no idea where you were going with that one.
1: Um, about how you have to feed it. Oh, no, because I had said something about that. And then you were going to say something. Are you... What did you just say?
2: I don't fucking remember. Because it was in regards to how you have to feed it. Oh, that... Like, it used to be... It's not hands that call us. It's desire. It's the people that are looking for a higher plane. I, they think they are.
1: I like that concept. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but I don't think that that necessarily happens in this one. Because there's a choice given to the person who is solving the puzzle for some reason. Yeah. So it's, even though the main character at one point gets stabbed, she can give, this is what I wanted to get to. She can, uh, she can choose someone else. This is what's hard for me as far as the Cenobite still being a person because she stabs the Cenobite, the chatterer, the chatterer and, chooses him and they accept it they accept a cenobite yep which is insane to me have you read anything about this
2: uh i haven't read anything about it but i i i explained it in my own head knowing what i know because the cenobites while not they are still made of human bone and flesh And some metal that's been shoved in them. But they are human still. They're not
1: like muscle, essentially. It's just a lot of like tissue and tendons and things. And I think it's just
2: a flesh sacrifice. A human flesh sacrifice. But it's very interesting that when that happens, you can see Pinhead, this version of the pinhead, kind of give that smile that's just like, clever. Clever. Good one. God damn it. And then... Have to take the blood sacrifice. And then I wonder if like... Because that part's cool because is like... By the way, I want to say this. A classic fucking character. The Chatterer is back. When this fucking trailer came out and the Chatterer walked that corner or around that corner and you see him the first time, Hellraiser fans lost their shit because we're like, it looks good. Chatterer looks good. There's been times that he's been fucked up. There's even been one movie where his teeth didn't chatter. <laughs> were they just like big like her? Yeah, yeah. But they're supposed to be the which I think in this one it never made sense back in the day it just seemed like chatterer was just doing it to fuck with you and this one there's like pieces of the lament configuration or the box in them like pinhead the has it like in the throat i think chatterer has a piece of machinery think so in true. the back of its head that's making its jaws fucking do that like constant torture of chattering its teeth Oh, like, it's like
1: one of those little teeth chatter things where you, like, wind it yes, up in the back?
2: Exactly! But it's like Hellraiser version. I think version. it was on the side of those, though. Yeah, but this one's on the back.
1: And Leviathan <laughs> twists that one. I do think it's weird, some of the thought processes, because obviously it's a movie, it's not real. But... So this bitch who likes drugs, she gets in a fight with her brother, mm-hmm. and she leaves, and... She takes some pills. She has a problem. She's upset. And she does the box. She does like the first configuration.
2: She does the puzzle. Doesn't get cut. Yeah, just misses her because she's a drug addict. She's a drug addict. So she does things weird. She opens boxes weird.
1: <laughs> I think the way that she has held things multiple times makes more sense. Sometimes. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. Um, But... Her brother finds her and accidentally gets stabbed mm-hmm. with the box. So he ends up being an unwilling blood sacrifice. Yes. And he was.
2: Uh, and he, an, the and whole time have been. he He's was a nice like, guy.
1: he was like, you don't need to be with this boyfriend of yours. He's like, you need to get yourself on track. Like, I'm tired of covering for you. You need to step it up and, you know, try a little harder. Like, we all have problems. And we all have sacrifices that we need to make and you need to kind of pull your weight a little more, which is, I think, totally fair. Mm -hmm. I don't think he was ever irrational or anything like that. So the fact that he
2: had to suffer was sad to me it adds that extra uh, edge in this one. I think that's the only way they're going to have like emotional pull with this story
1: speaking of emotional pull, she uh, freaks out because all of a sudden her brother disappears because he went into a bathroom to clean his hand after being stabbed. Oh,
2: man, that part sucked because they like they're doing all this cool shit like when the box gets open and someone's about to be sacrificed they're all doing all this like cool interdimensional like walls just start pulling back and it shows the chamber. I so wanted to see him walk into the chamber and like kind of explore the Cenobite world before the Cenobites came. Or
1: have a Cenobite walk
2: out of it or like come around the corner or something. Just like peek out really fast and then you hear chains or something. I guess that would
1: have been too much. They might have even filmed something.
2: But in Hellraiser 2 and the original one, They kind of do walk into the chasms where the Hellraiser or where the Cenobites live, and I just fucking wanted to see that. Well,
1: I was just going to say that it's weird that she, after that happened and her brother disappeared, she was like, I'm sad. I'm going to go to my boyfriend's house and fuck him.
2: (laughs) Well, I think as a drug addict, she just needs quick fixes really quick, and the only fix that she has left... Is that sweet, sweet boyfriend cock? Isn't Which during that part, right, she's having illusions because she like opened the box, but she got missed. So she's like in this weird world where she's like summoned them, mm-hmm. but there's no blood sacrifice. I think that's why she gets the choice later because she's technically the one who started the the process, but she hasn't been cut. So now it's up to her. But she
1: does eventually get cut, but she's able to sacrifice yeah. the cinder by instead have of always her. had the choice. I don't know but one thing in reference to what you said um is interesting because yeah anytime anyone gets cut things like the walls open and things extend and then they just like find themselves in this like dark place like yeah yeah, like they're kind of tombs now pulled out of it so this was my take on it
0: We are Cenobites and your walls aren't long enough. They need to
1: breathe. Let us redecorate your space for you. (laughs) Cenobites redecorating. Your decorating pain is our redecorating pleasure.
2: (laughs) Are you, are you tired of that wall being in the way? Hold on. We will expand your walls and give you more air to breathe. (laughs) I love that scene where uh, it's in the van. And she's looking at the van, the back of the van, and, like, the van starts extending, and you see the walls Uh of the side. And then she looks back at the driver area, and they're just getting further and further away, and she just stays. I thought that was a real trippy, cool scene. And as a guy who's been loving Hellraiser for a long time, like, the book, it makes you feel that otherworldly thing where it can, like, a tear in, like, between realms, and they just come in and do weird stuff. Now, I do think they kind of overdid it with the floor one, where they did it in the road. They did it twice. It's like, ah, eh, one was good enough.
1: Do uh, where are we at on time in taking we a should break? take a break. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. That's I am. Do. I am not gonna come back looking the same. Oh, I feel know. like I'm choking at
2: this point. I uh, I could have told you that you were not coming back with that makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm gonna throw up. All right, we'll, be, we'll back. be back. We'll be talking about this in some sort of fashion. sit back and relax, because my good friend Herschel J. Pinhead is here to give his review of Hellraiser 2022.
0: That's right, it is me, Herschel J. Pinhead, the man, the myth, the legend. Also the person that this entire Hellraiser thing was based off of. That's right, even the original back in the day, it's all about me, baby, Herschel J. Anyway, here's my quick review, we're going to get through this really fast. All right, first of all, the new pinhead, played by Jamie Clayton. She's a woman, so there's boobies, which I must say I'm very jealous of. One time, I tried to sew titties onto my chest, but it didn't work out. They just fell off two weeks later. They didn't They didn't take, as they say in the transplant world. Let's see, second of all, I think the celibite sucked complete ass. Except for the Chatterer. He's my dude. He'll always be my dude. What's up, dog? Haven't seen you in a long time. Um, three. Ah, the new pinhead. Enjoying things too much. I know we're all about pain and pleasure, but I guarantee you, celibites are way more clinical. We're really just doing our job. It's like we're postmen or doctors. We're just doing what we have to do, especially since we're slaves to Leviathan. For eternity! And four, I give this movie a 10 out of 10.
1: Are we going to go out on this episode to a different version
2: as well? Yeah, my version that I recorded earlier today. Hey, you want a little something
0: Hellraiser! In the, the
2: Did you like that?
1: I did, because I am Michelle. I am no longer pinhead. I have changed my clothes. I have washed my face and head. It was atrocious. Do you feel much better? I was dry heaving into the
2: sink. Yes, she was. (laughs) You are affected by a lot of stuff. I have a
1: weaker stomach, stomach. and I didn't used
2: to.
0: Yeah,
1: I used to be fine, and something with age changed. I think it was GERD.
0: Oh,
2: that probably has yeah. something to do with yeah, it. That could be.
1: That could be. I got the GERD. My stomach is uh, not happy most of the time. <laughs> Especially, well, because like, I, well, de- I developed acid reflux because of stress. So if, my, if I get two in my head, it doesn't take much.
2: Yep. Stress is the silent killer. As That's they what they say. say. As they, they say. They all say it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're still here talking about Hellraiser 2022. Uh, we barely got into the movie, but we're not doing the thing where we just explain the movie. No,
1: um, but we did get a. I do want to sh- give a shout out to the uh, cameo from that face from Brain Dead that oh, was able man. to become a Cenobite in
2: this movie. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about the Cenobites. We got the Hell Priest, Pinhead. Word what up! What do you think about Pinhead in this? It's Pinhead. Th- I'm i not invested. I know, but I mean, well, no, did you no, think no. it was... I'm okay. not oh, invested
1: okay. in, in this enough because I haven't seen enough movies for me to feel connected to Doug Bradley. So to me, it was a movie with Doug Bradley and a movie with someone else doing Pinhead. Yep. So for me...
2: It makes no difference. <laughs> it
1: truly doesn't. I will say there was an attitude in the original Pinhead that I liked. Yeah. This pinhead seemed more alien, like the eyes and things. Yeah. yeah. So I will say from that perspective, I didn't like it as much, but nothing against the actress or anything. I think they did a fantastic job, Mm -hmm. but as far as the evolution of pinhead from the original to now, I like the realistic man versus the, uh, genderless alien creature. Yeah. But not because I care about gender. I just don't really care about alien movies. Yeah.
2: Uh, for me, it's like... The original Doug Bradley pinhead always felt like it was just he's doing his job. He's just there. He's emotionless in it either way. Whereas this pinhead seems sadistic sometimes. Like when things are happening, you can see like a little smile happen and you're just like... Oh, you're like, you're into this. You're into this more than just like providing avenues of experience to another thing. You're like into hurting things. Whereas, like, I felt like the original Doug Bradley pinhead was just like, this is my lot in my life. I'm the hell priest. I just do this. This is my job. I agree with that. I
1: feel like this pinhead noticeably seemed to get pleasure out of others' pain, where the previous, the Doug Bradley,
2: didn't really ever give any reaction to anything. No, he's just like a guy doing, he was almost like a postman. <laughs> it's like he had as much as motion as a postman dropping off mail as he did torturing. But I think it's because in this one, I, if this is the way I interpreted it, is that all the Cenobites chose, went through this whole thing and chose the Leviathan configuration at the end because they get their reward if they made it through all the configurations and if they choose power. It seems to be you were made a Cenobite. So my head, all the Cenobites in this movie chose power. power. They all made it through. Because, spoiler
1: alert, the main rich guy ends up choosing power. By the end. That's why I said ends up.
2: But like the old Cenobites, it always felt to me like they were people that just, that the box found and then they were such an evil power that it was like. Or such a power that like like, well, you're gonna be a Cenobite. I got the
0: power. And I... Yeah,
2: yeah. But I like <laughs> I like for
0: the, shooting that down. It <laughs> shutting me down.
2: <laughs> I was in the middle of a thought pattern and I was like, Burr. don't know what I was gonna say. Uh but the pinhead to me in this one was just like sometimes the voice had that like uh you know like people do the gay voice and it's like they put a little lisp in there. Yeah. And That's what you have to be doing for the power. Sometimes I think Pinhead had a little bit of this going on. We want, we would wish you to proceed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it kind of sounded computerized. I think the thing, the thing that the whole alien thing for me in my issue is just the eyes.
2: The (laughs) eyes, and if you see the makeup that they did on Jamie Clayton, they're adding like almost looks like an inch onto her fucking head of makeup. So it's like also giving that weird orb head instead of like a human head. Yeah. Whereas Doug Bradley, it was like, looked like his head with fucking nails in it. Mm-hmm. But hers was just, it was big. And once I saw the makeup prosthetic, I was like, oh, that's why it looks weird.
1: All right. I also, <clears throat> I prefer the way that the pins looked formerly in Pinhead versus current safety mm. Pinhead.
2: Oh, safe! Oh, because they got the big,
1: they have the bulbs big on the bulbs end. on the end that mm-hmm. look safe. The last ones didn't look as safe. True. Uh, And some of them look different because they'll, like, pull them out. And some will, like, go be long enough to go through someone's neck. And some will just be tiny little things with, like, crystals on the end and is put in that girl's mouth
2: for no reason. That came out of the weeper's eyes, though. The centibite (laughs) known as the weeper. But what what was that supposed to mean? I felt like that part was, uh, like, a... uh, What's that called when I mean, Christians do that weird bread thing or Catholics do that bread thing where they like communion. put the wafer on your tongue? It's communion. Sure. I think it but was- You asked me and I answered. I think it was that. I think it was a reference to that because she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And she was trying to like- uh, What What do you ask
0: for? Salvation. Oh, well, that's a different
2: one. But when she, the lady got the thing put in her mouth, she was like saying, I'm sorry, like forgive me and blah, blah, blah. So I think it was like, um. I'm putting the wafer on your tongue, but our version of the wafer- is a needle I just pulled out of this other Cenobite's eye that has some weird crystal... With rock candy. Yeah, it looked like rock candy. (laughs) With rock candy on the end. But some of these Cenobites I was not a fan of. Like, uh, I think they call her the Gasp. Is that the thing with a vagina for a neck? Yeah, and it has, like, the weird head thing that comes Mm -hmm. down. I was not a fan of that design. Uh, I know what they're going for. Do you remember the original Hellraiser? They had a female Cenobite, and her throat (laughs) is cut open but it's like smaller and it did look like a vagina then but it was smaller and she had like some things around her head but this is just like it wasn't aesthetically pleasing to me it looked more like rubber like hers was the most rubbery thing out of anybody's cinebite costume in my mind was that weird Moon shaped head thing that came down. That one and the brain dead head both looked really fake and like rubbery to me. The mask, where it's just like a dude's face but no Mm -hmm. skull Mm -hmm. and somehow can still talk because it's like Mm. we're already here. Like, dude, you don't have a mouth to talk with. How are you talking? You can remove the
1: brain from brain dead. And this is what I learned from that movie. And you can put it somewhere else and you can electroshock it and it can still somehow affect the face even though Mm -hmm. they are no longer connected. And
2: you as the guy shocking the brain get a real good sexual kick out of it.
1: (laughs) So are we going to talk about the Nicolas Cage house? The Nicolas Cage house? This guy owns a big house with a Nicolas Cage around it.
2: Oh, you mean uh, the house that was inspired by 13...
1: Oh, please be the right one. Go. Okay. Yeah! I was so scared it wasn't gonna be the
2: right one. Cause like he's got this whole like, I guess it's that wrought iron cage around it. That, I guess it's got like designs in it that, that keep that them the, out. That keep them out because they could surely get through the holes. In Still, it.
1: so they're just like literally people hanging out and hiding the whole time, or do they appear and reappear? If the, they can, the appear, Yes, if they can appear and reappear, then they should be able to get inside. But they're human, so they, don't, they can't. But there has to be some just waiting period where they're just hanging out
2: somewhere. Oh, yeah, this was the part I was not a big fan of. It turned into like a zombie kind of movie where there's something outside the house that needs to get in. I wasn't a big fan of the whole house construction being like some cage to either keep stuff in or keep stuff out. And it wasn't even explained. The only explanation she gives is like, I think the iron keeps them out. I'm like, well, why is this like, is there a spell going on? Is there a, th- uh, a configuration that's going on? I How think come at the beginning of the movie, he closed that fucking cage when that kid was inside and Pinhead was still able to get into that fucking thing? The Sanderson sisters put a spell on them? Oh, through people's TVs and Hocus Pocus, too? A hey, shirt. Sure. Jesus I'm, Christ, is that real? Does that lady really think that? You know what I'm talking about? No. I saw oh, well, some lady in Texas said, we
1: don't know what spells they're putting through the TV. Yeah, don't let your kids watch it because uh, of like, the things you're putting in their brains. That's not real, right? I mean, they said the same shit with Harry Potter that spells. You None boy. of it's real. It's literally just words. You believe or you... Is there, is there something like hair on the very tip of that? There is. There's something sticking off there? Mm, hair. Please. Oh, God. Mm. You're going to make me fucking throw up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anything makes me gag more than (laughs) knowing is something in my throat. Something in my throat. Because then I'll just get so in my head that even if it's not actually really physically bothering me and I could just swallow it down, I freak myself out and have to work it up. Please continue sneezing. Excuse me. I want you to keep going.
2: Excuse me. It gives me pleasure.
1: (laughs) All right. So um, I will say regarding my notes. Okay. There is a part in this movie that made me laugh both times I watched it. The first time, I laughed out loud. Second time, it was just inside. But I still laughed and thought it was funny both times. And I don't remember what it is. Please tell me. All right. So I do think the part where Roland is laughing. So the whole thing is that Roland, as you said earlier, Roland went through this process and got...
2: You think Rowan might be dead, but I never thought Rowan was dead in this movie.
1: No, he was just hiding in the walls. He's been hiding in his house when there are people who have been brought there. Mm-hmm. He hides in the walls. Yep. He's a roach number two.
2: He's a roach number two. He's also a bad Ronald. I don't know bad Ronald. Bad Ronald hid in a secret room in the house. From what? Because he he was a little nerd kid. No, I mean movie, sorry. The movie Bad Ronald <laughs> it's called bad ronald it's a tv movie okay. about a kid who accidentally kills uh, a little girl because uh, he was just trying to, i don't know what happened but he accidentally kills her and the mom is so obsessed with her little boy her little weird boy that she uh, builds to, a to wall and like hides him in a house but like builds walls so nobody can know that he's there but then the mom dies and then a new family comes in and bad ronald's abound He's in the walls. Well, of, they're gone, he comes out and he steals food out of their fridge and he goes back in. Pete, real people have done that. They've caught, they've
1: put cameras in their food That's or in their home. That's crazy. I've like seen somebody that. just like
2: comes out of a crawl space and they're mm-hmm. like, well, what? You've been living here for six fucking months mm-hmm. and I didn't know? Because they'd be like, food is just
1: disappearing overnight and we don't know why. So they set up cameras and yeah, someone just like literally crawled out of the ceiling, out of like, they removed one of the ceiling tiles and came down and like ate food and stuff. Yeah, and I'm then like, went back in the ceiling.
2: I remember the one videos of just like hanging out in the kitchen, just like putting food in their mouth and like being like, all right, go we'll check out the fridge now. Some pickles. Okay, I'm done. Up, People up are crazy. Attic.
1: So, so he,
2: he, I guess his, he chose sensation the first time. Yes, because as a rich guy, this guy is super fucking rich and can afford can He can, anything ha- he he can wants.
1: get anything he he's wants. He's had
2: anything, he's had everything. Mm-hmm. He can, no, and that's a fucking recurrent theme in Hellraiser world. This storyline is nothing fucking new in the Hellraiser world. It's always... Constantly seeking pleasure. I'm seeking pleasure, or some higher-up guy who's really decadent and debaucherous needs the next level.
1: There are a lot of selfish people. The main girl in this is extremely selfish, I think. She loves her brother. Riley, But I think Riley oh, yeah. is very selfish.
2: Well, she's a drug addict who's just getting over it. Drug addicts tend to be selfish by the time they're getting help. I would say that that's correct. Yeah.
1: the At least the... The addicts I know, they have to go through a really selfish, self-destructive phase before yep. they can get
2: better. And then some of them, it's sad. And then some of them get it fixed, and some of them die. Yeah. But uh, so you were saying, Roland? He went through this whole process already because so, there's seven configurations, and once the configurations go through, you get a gift. Yes. So
1: he he chose sensation. But the sensation he was expecting was to be positive, but no, they inflict yeah. pain. Yeah.
2: So, you as your feeble human mind think, oh, I'm going to get my dick sucked for 24 hours and it's going to be great. No they, no, they put a radiator through his chest <laughs> and
1: it has these... I, wouldn't, I don't even know how you would say it. like these gears thing, but it's supposed to be... It's clearly red, wet red thread.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like it young. is. Yeah, but well, that's supposed, the
1: effect. It's supposed to be his nerves, so... It moves every so often, like he said. So it he These
2: wheels grind back and forth. So he and never, pull his nerves this way and that way and then this. So way and he then never that way.
1: becomes numb to it.
2: Yeah, so he, he always, always
1: feels the sensation, even though it's a bad sensation, and it's
2: crazy amount of pain, which is like the Cenobite's whole thing. Like, what pleasure is just one? What does she say? Pleasure is just one note. So us show you pain. This, they're told this is amazing. Which
1: is weird because even though she was the one who was taking care of it and in control, somehow when we see all of the steps, he suddenly has the power to change his choice. But she also gets a choice. So was it yep. just because he was begging for mercy and they gave him that? No. Here's
2: what I think it is. I think... Or that's that, part of the torture as well? No, I think that he knew he couldn't communicate with the Cenobites or Leviathan again without going through this whole thing. He doesn't expect the gift at the end because he's not the one who will yield what he didn't expect to be, or maybe he did expect to be. but I mean, he begged for it. Yeah, he begged for it, but like, <clears throat> I think he just needed the Cenobites to be there to be like, I don't want this anymore. Like, okay, that was his whole this. plan. And then they tell, <laughs> it's so funny that this one, they're like, Gifts cannot be given back. They can be exchanged, though. You want to switch out for something else, <laughs> which is like, huh? going to so we'll switch out gifts here? So he's
1: just like, I can't do this anymore. So they, all the like gears and things fall out of him. I like that part. And you see his like innards reconnect and form, and he has a normal chest, and he's so happy, and he's just laughing maniacally because he everything he's gonna is, gonna is get great. Like,
2: super power again with his fucking dumb, feeble human brain. He thinks power is like,
1: yeah, going to be. be- earthly power because he's just so up his own ass and selfish and in his own head with what he wants. He doesn't see situations for what they really are. Yeah. So
2: and even, he even though, just told Riley, it's all a trick.
1: Yeah. They, they tell you it's going to be pleasure, but it's not, it's just, everything is pain. Well,
2: oh, Maybe power will be true power. Hmm let's try this
1: one out and they say i don't think that this is right for you maybe we were wrong let's give you another thing so as soon as his chest is all healed and he's laughing maniacally this enormous chain comes from the sky (laughs) and goes right through him and knocks him down it is cartoonish and it has made it made me laugh both (laughs) fucking times. you did laugh
2: out loud the first time i did And it just like punctures his chest like it's like a Eight inch circle around.
1: I, I wish I could remember what part of the movie I was watching when I, without meaning to, just exhaled,
2: give me a break. Oh, I wish I could remember too. Because there's times where it's just like... Come on. Which real, I think a lot of like, horror movies are like that, That's though. what I was going to say. It's like, you got to watch this. It's still a horror movie. you got to say, is it a good horror movie? It's not, is it a good movie? Is it a good horror movie? Yeah, so
1: fuck rolling because he then the movie essentially ends with him being like well not ends but his part he, he's just like being ascended into the sky and we don't know what's gonna happen oh yeah we do i'm sorry we see it at the that at the very we end see that at
2: the very end because but, then she has the to way, make her choice as a fan this whole leviathan thing coming in with the big diving in the sky that was brought up in part two and it was supposed to be so much more grand than it was but they lost like a third of their budget because something happened and then leviathan Never really comes up again throughout the series. So guys like me who got to see this true pyramid, like diamond in the sky coming down, like look like it, what it should have originally looked like and give it some gravitas finally. Mm -hmm. Cause like it's Lord Leviathan. It's the fucking God of the Cenobites, which we don't never even know what that fucking means, which you can think like, is this just God? Is this just God who's also got to have like, pain and pleasure. In order to feel pleasure, God understands that, like, there's gotta be fucking horrible things going on, or else pleasure doesn't exist. But no, it's just a thick chain.
1: No, no did you, what? The thick chain that came down from above. Yeah, the bu- but that's Leviathan, baby! Yeah, but you don't see anything, so all you see is the big chain.
2: Yeah, but I'm getting grander here, like, is Leviathan God himself in, like, the governing whole thing? No, I think is God Leviathan, is just a chain. Or is, or is Leviathan just uh, a God? You know what I mean? I would say a God. A God. Sometimes I like to think it's the only God, and it's it's representing that God is responsible for both evil and good. Which is what I don't like about Christianity, because they went, no, God's good. Devil, that's the guy that does the bad stuff. Even though God created all of the good, yeah,
1: ex- the bad yeah, as well. Exactly.
2: exactly. And
1: he made Satan an angel who he basically sacrificed to turn against him to then make him the bad guy. So he continues seeming like the good guy, even though he
2: did all the bad stuff because it's all in his will. Fucking, just one big gaslight, is what it sounded like to me. God's a (laughs) gaslighter. But yeah, I like the big chain coming down and hitting rolling. But Uh, she
1: does make her choice. And they use oh because
2: she gets it, blah, blah, blah. but
1: then they use her brother to try and pull her back in. Well, that's the only she reason she was to... still
2: even fucking around with the limit configuration mm-hmm. because she thought maybe in the end I can uh, resurrect oh. my brother.
1: And us, uh, we will say we do find out that her boyfriend who loves her was he was the one who was hired by Roland
2: to yeah to set all this up to to bring people into it. Which the second time I watch it, there's little instances where it's like. You can see, I think he actually does have a thing for her, but he's scared of Roland. He's he's heard about this hell stuff. He's seen it in Roland's chest. He didn't those two meet at like AA or whatever? They said that she maybe because he's yeah, cause in a relapse.
1: Because he, he, he was like, no, like her brother or, or brother's boyfriend, one of the two was just yeah. like, why would you pick someone up? who's in recovery. No, he says or something like that. He says, or like, why would, you... would he
2: pick up a girl in 12 step recovery? Yeah. Or in 12 step who is in relapse. He's saying that, uh,
1: oh, okay. Trevor
2: is in relapse. That's why you see Trevor drinking. That's why you see a bong on Trevor's table. Um, but and that's why he doesn't like his sister hanging out with this Trevor guy because he's a dude that's supposed to be in recovery, but you know, he's not. But, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, her choice. Her choice. Oh yeah.
1: Because they try to bring her back in with her brother and give, they, they, there are a handful of times because she can see things. They show her brother to Mm -hmm. keep her kind of involved. Like give her the, the thought that she could potentially resurrect him if she does what they say, because that is one of the options, but that does not seem to be an actual... I wonder what that would be,
2: though. uh, This is exactly what I think it would be. It would be just like the resurrection of Frank in the original Hellraiser. Yeah, he's got to come back, but he's going to be a skeletal mass and you're going to have to kill people to feed him blood so he can get to his original state. It would all be evil. It's like the fucking monkey Paul story. Feed me, Seymour. Like it's the monkey Paul story where you get a wish and it always turns its back on you. You're like, you know, there's always something fucked up to it. Like I'd love to see my dead grandma again. Well, you're going to, and she's going to be a corpse. <laughs> it's it's shit like that. I think it would be the same thing with him. Yes. There's a resurrection, But now he's got a tinge of evil in him. He's seen some wild fucking shit. He might just be a skeletal mass, which when she's hugging him in that vision and then she feels the meat of his dead flesh and it pulls back and he's just a skinned body, just like Frank was in the original Hellraiser.
1: Plus, the main resurrection that people are familiar with is that of Jesus Christ. When Jesus was resurrected, he didn't come back to Earth. No. His life was not the same as it was yeah. once he was resurrected. That's and I think too. a lot of people that's don't another, think about it that's
2: that true. way. We're interpreting interpreting it as a human resurrection, not as a heavenly resurrection that you resurrection. would just come back to life. Yeah. Not that you Which would just be the fault of you thinking the same thing, like pleasure is pleasure. Oh, we said sensation. You are putting
0: <laughs> you are
1: putting earthly barriers on yeah. things, and we We're are aliens. Sh- we are
0: expanding
2: your mind. From outer space. They do have a little bit of an alien, especially this pinhead, which... So she... But I miss the black leather, by the way. This is something I think is kind
1: of silly. Oh, you want to talk about the leather, or are you good?
2: I like the fact that these new suits, or suits in quotations, is just like their skin, <clears throat> like, stitched together and taken from other parts. Like, pinhead's dress in this one is just like her leg skin all taken off and just like sewn around to make a skirt. But I kind of like the contrast of the original S and M, like leather duds of the original Mm -hmm. hell priest and stuff, but we got to do different things. I get it. And if you did that, they'd be even more comparisons to Doug Bradley than there already are. Well, I'm going to stick a
1: pin in the whole thing because I have an issue with the kind of main, uh, Ending okay. of this movie. All right.
2: <clears throat> With which part? Because she chooses... She to get
1: chooses life.
2: Yeah. She that's, She's trying to choose nothing, but it turns out nothing is The lament she configuration. Says, You're choosing life.
1: I want nothing from you. Yeah. And they're pretending like the biggest pain of all... <laughs>
2: <laughs> is going to be the is, what if is, is living <laughs> with
1: the guilt of saying no i want out of this
2: yeah shut the fuck up i thought it was the what if well i should have i should have gone for those unbounding pleasures maybe i would have been into the yeah so they're just stuff. saying
1: like the biggest thing yeah. the biggest pain for us is but, not wanting to hang out with yeah, us Yeah.
2: and then that one centibite that i don't like the gasp I don't like when she talks. I, I agree. Uh, She's. There I'm should, not should a only a be one talking Cenobite, or she the voice should have been lot. different. Yeah, I did not like it. I did not like when she was just like. It's just
1: an Asian suffering. person and character. Is all that made me feel Your like suffering has
0: just begun. Now like,
1: has it? Well, it, it just it seemed like the mo- the most human Cenobite.
2: Yeah, that's true. The original. It's that's definitely a little homage to the female Cenobite, like I brought up, which is hilarious that that's what the original character was. They all had names: Butterball, Chatterer, Pinhead, and the female um (laughs) but she talked and when the original she would be like you're coming with us and it was just like quick it was raspy this one is just like it didn't feel scary it felt cheesy when she talked it felt like i didn't like the design already so i was just like i'm not into you and when you're talking way too much i just want the stoic pinhead talking because there's like a respect when she talks, and if you look at Roland's book, in the uh, when uh Riley finds the book that has all the information, like the notes that Roland wrote, you can if you pause it, you can read the book. You almost get a sense that Roland is like obsessed with uh, the priest, Pinhead. It's like I can't get her smile out of my oh yeah, they're brain. like sketches and stuff. yeah, he's obsessed with the fucking hell priest. He's almost like get got a crush on her. You feel, and then at the end. I feel like he's screaming at her, like, fuck you! Because he was like, I thought we had a thing! (laughs) I do
1: want to say one thing, because I do feel like this needs to be addressed. Um, A lot of people are upset with the fact that Pinhead is played by a woman versus being played by Doug Bradley. And I will say this. Is it really that bad if the woman currently playing Pinhead also used to have a penis?
2: It's... It's so weird.
1: I'm pretending like that even matters. I know, and
2: it's so weird because, like, even if you are going to think of it in that way that this is, like... Because, like, assholes will be like, oh, it's just a guy who mutilated his penis and has called himself a woman now. Okay, if we're going to say that that's what it is, then that's the most Hellraiser fucking shit in the world. Like, yes, cool, come on board, (laughs)
1: As if women don't constantly mutilate themselves to try and look a certain way so they feel better about themselves. Please, oh. fuck off.
0: But
1: I... I, uh, I just think that this felt... To me, this didn't feel like a woman. No, Doug it Bradley doesn't. Doug Bradley felt like a man. It does. This felt like an alien creature. Yeah. To me, I don't think it's alien... I think of aliens as being genderless. That's so true. that's how I solved this. I saw this more as being just... Androgynous and not a specific gender, period.
2: Sounds like you almost had trouble connecting it as a human in general.
1: Yes. I felt like it was less human versus being like, I think it should be a man. Because
2: that's just silly. Yeah. Do you have an opinion on that? It's silly. I think it's silly to like make you just go... I think it's dumb when people put such boundaries of it like, I'm not going to like it because it's not Doug Bradley. Okay, because you're not gonna like. Maybe the story's fucking amazing. Maybe this person's better than Doug Bradley. Like, stop putting yourself in this box. I'm all about people changing shit. Jason's been the same person once, and it was Kane Hodder, and he's my least favorite fucking Jason.
1: <laughs> people put weird boundaries on things, think because they want things
2: to be the same, the exact same, and Don't nothing will be... Childhood. Okay, no- well, you still have that one thing from your childhood. Don't watch this one. Go watch that one. Shut the fuck up. It's not for you, and acting like
1: (laughs) things can't and won't change is really irritating. And really, the things that people seem to get the most worked up about are characters
2: and dumb shit, fictional that doesn't need to be worried
1: about. Real, like I I care what a mermaid's skin color is. Well, it's not real because it's a
2: mermaid. Yeah, but then you don't (laughs) care about when somebody is beat by the police because of their skin color. That's not real.
1: They shouldn't have been bad. Oh, God. Okay. Fuck around and find out. Because we're going to pretend like the crime equals the punishment. Right. And that's not the case. Because if it were your family, you would be
2: saying a different were too rough on them. It's exactly what you'd be saying. Exactly like those other people are saying. It's unjust. <laughs> it's unjust. All right. Uh, but let's talk about the actual ending of this movie.
1: Yes, we. I do want to do that before so we get to. So Roland got fucking chested
2: part. up, right? and Drug up like a like a claw machine. Yes, very, <laughs> at a very an slow
1: ascend. Yeah. Oh, to the heavens! I liked
2: that scene because as that whole end was going, like Pinhead was talking to Roland, and then that uh, the Gasp, I hate that fucking name, was talking to Riley downstairs and like making deals, and it seemed like both Pinhead and the Gasp were saying. The exact same things, but to do two different people because mm-hmm. they were like cutting into mm-hmm. it. It was like, do you wish to exchange or something like that? So when that happened and like she gives up uh Trevor as the sacrifice instead of Colin or herself. Mm-hmm. Uh and Trevor's on that table, which that part's fucking brutal. This is the only part that made me go, ooh. This is the part that makes me
1: feel even more that it's extraterrestrial because he's like brought into the heavens and it's like they're doing some sort of like alien type surgery on him as well. No, no, I'm talking about Trevor.
2: Okay, but I'm just... Trevor is in the wire and he he like pulls his arm back and it starts to skin the skin skin off of his arm. That was the only time in this movie that I was like, ooh, that's a little rough because like when he puts the... When Pinhead puts the pin through that girl's throat... It was so CGI when it showed the inside throat, it took me out. It would have been more effective just in from one side and see it pop out of the other and not doing that whole CGI esophagus thing. Mm -hmm. That would have been more effective. None of this gore was effective until that one part for me when it just got ripped. And you know right before that when uh, Collins put up and -hmm. he's in the wires and he's like put up? That is a direct reference to the original Hellraiser right before he's about to go... Jesus wept because he's getting all chained up and he goes Aah! it was the fucking exact same shot and as this nerd could tell I was like "Oop, that's an homage and there's another couple little Easter eggs you know in that nurse not the nurse but the lady that used to work for Roland got sacrificed accidentally and she's like running through the nursing home or whatever Yeah, and she comes out into the hallway and she looks <laughs> to the right and there's a pillar like a wooden pillar that has like skin sheets on it that's the pillar of souls baby that's been in it since the first one so I was like, oh shit, pillar of souls reference.
1: Little things that I noticed as far as not necessarily getting me, but that part when Pinhead did take the pin out of their head mm-hmm. and stick it through her throat. What I noticed more than anything was I mean, it was the realism, but it was, she looked like she was in pain and the way that her eyes were fluttering. So I looked at things like that. I thought so she
2: like, was a good actress in the pain parts.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I thought that she pulled it off and it looked like she was in pain mm-hmm. as she was suffering because of little things that her body was yeah, doing. I agree. Not them showing, a, like you said, esophagus a fake part. esophagus yeah. and things that like that. That part
2: was brutal, though, when it, that girl gets chained up and it gets her two, sh- one on each shoulder and then one on each leg and then one in the chest and it just like. Pulls her opposite ways, but not apart. She's just like. You just
1: see it kind of like rip her spine out, almost like her back off.
2: Oh, I'm talking about before that, like as Pinhead's raising her back. Like the initial, just the jerk. And she's just like.
1: One thing that I thought of in the movie both times, which is not relevant to the story at all, is when their friend was. Going through this thing But she was physically In the back of the van And they're like Trying to drive away Mm -hmm. Yeah And then they pull Her back up Off And then there's just Blood that splatters All over the back of the van they couldn't get help if they wanted to because they all would have just been accused of Of killing this girl and dumping her body clearly her dna is everywhere right and i for no maybe because i watch a lot of true crime stuff so i'm thinking more from like a realism point of view Mm -hmm. but at both times i saw that i was just like well no one's gonna believe you if you try and get help right because her blood is
2: everywhere i would just i would just be like all right now watch this box stab people are gonna show up <laughs> stab all right so do you feel like that's a good p- stopping point uh nope because we yeah. do have to talk about Roland because as he's being I was bringing up the oh, Trevor thing because I this. like as he's falling down into the pit oh yeah Roland is ascending because he's chosen power and I love how pinhead says you've chosen our finest gift and you can just see this delight in pinhead thinking like you fucking idiot. You still think you're going to get like some divine power? You're just going to be one of us. Power resides in giving pain, giving pain and like having dominion over someone's suffering. That's going to be your power. And this is the first time, not the first time, but the second movie they showed how Pinhead was made. This is like the, and Dr. Chinnard. It's also gets made a Cenobite in Hellraiser 2. So those are the only times I've ever really seen Cenobites get made. Except for when, like, Pinhead makes ones and later and they're, like, stupid. This is Leviathan making Cenobites. So I love at the end here we get to see this, like, heavenly version of Leviathan creating a Cenobite out of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roland Voigt. Yes. Because, like, you would think, like, darkness and, like, chains and, like, knives and all this stuff are involved. But it's just, like, this heavenly ascension. It's just, like, white light everywhere and he's on like this golden cross looking looks like a cross by the way Roland's got a fucking hefty cock and uh, pans up and I was like Jesus Roland you know I don't have that and then uh but like I just like that we're showing this Cenobite creation as something almost holy and transcendent it's not like it is this horrifying supposed to be this horrifying gory like process but it's heavenly it's like you're ascending almost, so it's given this weird dichotomy. But I truly liked this part because, like, you just see him, like flesh get ripped up, peeled, peeled without seeing any implements. It's just like a heavenly force is just ripping you well, apart right now. It's not bleeding. I think that's a big yeah. difference. Yeah, it almost seems like he's been bled out too, because like his skin is so pale. He has no hair on his body Do you anymore. Like
1: black varicose veins yeah. under his skin almost. It's like he's
2: been just swapped out. So drained of anything vital.
1: Well before we get to the last part of the podcast, I want to say that my dominion is Baptist.
2: My dominion was Lutheran. Okay. We hated we hated Catholics enough that we broke off M- we, but you still we, have a
1: very similar belief system yeah, as them.
2: yeah that we got mad and nailed a letter to the door and said fuck you catholics
1: <laughs> i'm an anabaptist so i believe that salvation should be a choice and not something that is just forced upon you when you're a baby uh, and my true beliefs are
2: none of it exists <laughs> well i mean come on same all right that's the hellraiser movie uh there's a lot I, we left out? Yeah, there's a lot that we left out, but we're just talking about how we felt about it. I don't, yeah. I don't like explaining the movies to you.
1: I agree. I, I, we have to kind of follow a storyline to some point, but but explain why we're talking about what we are. Yeah.
2: But oh, and, yeah, watch it what yourself. What you think about acting job? There was a few times where he was really I, funny and unintentionally funny.
1: I, th- I will say that if you look up the cast, most of these people
2: are not white. They have yeah. like foreign names. They're they, from foreign they filmed places. this in like Serbia, I think. So I think they got local actors. Okay, and that guy is, that plays Roland, it's like I can't remember his name, but he's got an accent. He's doing an American accent. Mm-hmm. He's not an English guy. Uh, I think he was part He was good for the part. Yeah, I thought he was visually good. I thought, uh, I thought he looked like an asshole. <laughs> I, agree. I thought he looked like a rich asshole who you would be like yeah he wants to
1: but i don't know if i could say he was a good actor or not i think he fit the part yeah. but i guess there are times that almost felt i don't know like the silliness i don't know if it if it was
2: good yeah or not especially when he's like you think i what i you think i built a oh i forgot what he said you think I built a playground made out of balls? You may think I made a ball pit.
1: I made pins to pop the balls. <laughs> it's the scene where he's like, I made a
2: cage. <laughs> he almost a goes Nicholas like Nicholas cage. He almost goes like Pacino.
0: Aquinas. <laughs> like, yeah, because he's like, <laughs> you think
1: that this is like, I don't remember. It was like, you think it's to keep them out, but it's to keep them in yeah. or whatever. Like mm. he's going to bargain with Leviathan.
2: Fuck, you can't bargain with Leviathan. And that one Cenobite made no sense to me that, like, it can just get stopped in bars. Seems like a Cenobite would be able to just, like, push itself What's through. What's
1: annoying about that is it could have just stopped moving, turned
2: sideways. Oh, but then the, then the thing would have crushed more. It's still waiting to try and close. Oh, I guess I wasn't thinking about this. I was just thinking he's used to pain. Just slipped through. You already ripped your fucking face off.
0: Pain. Pain. Pleasure.
1: Okay. All right, so now I'm good. All right, I am also good. We are now to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some of those things. There are some tools over there that you are free to use that we like to call, you know, questions.
2: Question time, question time. Questions about cinemates all the time. We got questions, questions.
0: We got questions.
2: We got questions,
0: questions, 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 questions. Harmonicas are not
1: only disgusting, but they are painful. Because no, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. They're not only painful; they're disgusting because you are just constantly spitting into them. Oh yeah. Because some things, a lot of times, you're just like whoo 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 when you blow in things. But this is like.
2: You ever see guys that clean out their harmonica? No. They'll do this. Yep, they'll do that. Did you just get a lot of spit out? Not a lot, but spit came out on yeah, my hand. Yeah, of
0: course. <laughs>
1: yeah, I will say that I'm really sad that I can't play the Kyle. No, I'm sorry. The Ike Bravlovsky thing when he when he has the harmonica and he's in the attic. He's like, do-do-do-do-do. do 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 <laughs> like, I wish I could play that.
2: I'll work on it. I will... Callous up my lips that, for you. I'll find... Harmonicas are in keys. I'll find you the harmonica you need. You might be in a, the wrong harmonica world here. You oh might not God. have the right tool. Stop cutting your lip. It hurts so much. <laughs> Stop doing it and ask me some questions. All right, Sam. Why Hellraiser 2022? Because I've been waiting for it. I am se- uh, I'm obsessed with Pinhead. You knew it was coming. Your guitar is right there. You could have just grabbed I it. I know. I don't need to explain myself on this one because... If you know the podcast, or you know me, I'm the Hellraiser guy. And it's I was into been it. And brought when up no so one was many times
1: it. on this podcast. I'm the
2: Hellraiser guy. i the Hellraiser guy. I was into it before you were into it.
1: <laughs> so what do you think? I thought when uh, you were like Michelle. Guess what? We're going to be reviewing when it comes out. You're probably like,
2: Ugh, I knew this was going to happen.
1: I can't say that there was necessarily any as far as my judgment prior to watching it. I wasn't like dreading it I just wasn't necessarily excited about it because I'm I'm usually going to be more excited about listening to something yeah because the way that it makes me feel is a big which I mean it's the same with this but I feel like I might be a little extra cynical when it comes to movies sometimes oh, especially yeah, yeah. horror movies because yeah. I, th- I see them as being so cheesy yeah
2: it's the same it's the same attitude you approached metal with
1: Well, there are things that I... (laughs) It's just harder for me to look past because I'm not, like, into it. There's, like, an acceptance when you, like, agree to be in this world.
0: It's
2: your version of watching trash. Like, I would walk... You would walk into me watching Hellraiser and be like... And I would walk into you watching... Well, now I watch it with you, but originally—not always, but sometimes. But you I deal. still will be like, "I'll well, also be like Sam, I pack a bear.
1: You gotta <laughs> that, come in and hang out with me." That is what gets me in there, and you get pulled in that way because it's silly. It's just silly. Fucking Michael! Why didn't he just come to the door and talk Michael, to Angela? Because he was sleeping. Is that what was happening? She just showed up in Nigeria without like warning him. That's why she called him, and she was like. He was like, or, she was like, are you awake? And he was like, yeah. She's like, well, stay awake because I'm about to rock your world yeah. or something like that. Because she's
2: a fucking psycho. I'm going to tell you, you, don't mess with this American. <laughs>
1: Remember when she bought him boxers with Donald Trump's face? No, on them? I didn't know he this was happened. was obsessed with Donald Trump. So, yeah, in the beginning, because you didn't watch the show from the beginning. No. I did not see
2: Donald Trump underwear. In
1: the beginning of the show, it was less of a spectacle than it is. I would have much
2: less respect for Michael already if I had known about this. That was when she was
1: like, don't try and swindle me because I like cake. Because they would get in a fight and then he would show up with the cake and she would forgive him because she was fat. But then she had bypass surgery and now she's like, you don't like me anymore. You don't compliment me. And it's like, no, he liked his bigger lady. Yeah, yeah. So she's just like, you don't appreciate me, so I'm going to have a boyfriend online. But if you even have an Instagram, I'm going to accuse you of cheating on me. You can't work. When but I'm if actively you ask for money, another man
2: I love fuck him. you. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> it is the craziest, most psycho shit. I, I don't want people like this in my life. No. But that's I why want you watch them on people TV. on my TV like this. 100%. <laughs> All right. So. My judgment prior to listening to this, like I said, it wasn't necessarily that I was bummed. I just wasn't looking forward to it, I guess. Uh, Like, I wasn't excited about it, but I wasn't like, oh, this is going to ruin my fucking day. Um, So I watched it two times. I don't
2: know how you watched it. I've watched watched the entire movie two times, both with you. And then by myself, I've watched about the last hour to hour and 10 minutes uh, by myself on an iPad with the brightness turned up as much as possible because I just wanted to see the Cenobite stuff. I'm I glad you said see... that.
1: I'm going to need to make sure I adjust the TV oh. back down <laughs> before I try to watch anything else.
2: Because I, I, my second and third watches, I was pausing shit and like reading stuff and looking at walls and like looking for Easter eggs and being like, ooh, I think this is a reference to this and trying to think of things like in a... Uh,
0: I feel like I
1: do that more on the second way. watch yeah. anyway. Like I'll be accused well, of being watch. on my phone, but sometimes I'm like I'm just doing research on it and I'm just being like, I don't understand this, so I need a little more like backstory or whatever.
2: By the fourth watch, I was just like not I I was into it, but I wasn't I was like checked out a couple times. And there's I know at least twice I fell asleep on the floor. Because uh, you like to lay down when you watch movies. I know. I can't sit
1: down on that fucking couch. It's just, it's just dangerous. I don't, I'm don't feel like I'm someone who falls asleep watching movies though. But down. I understand that it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. You're playing with fire. Especially
2: because we blacked out the room with a fucking a blanket. I am not taking then, that blanket down tonight. And then I ate a mountain of candy. That's how you do. <laughs> you were definitely
1: your mother's son because you do not.
2: I don't stop eating candy.
1: Moderation with, with sugar is just not really not a thing. And your mom is someone who's like, I'll drink diet soda and I'll do all this and I'll do all this so like carefully and nice until someone hands her like a bag of Smarties. And she'll be like, I can't help but eat at least I, half of it. I eat the whole bag in
2: one night. Until I
1: feel <laughs> sick.
2: And you fall asleep with wrappers next to you in bed. <laughs> uh, See, by that, I mean Chance the
1: Rapper. It's so not fair that... People can do stuff like that
2: and be skinny. I'm starting to plump up more than I ever have.
1: It only in your belly. I know. That's where, where it all goes. is the in rest
2: my gut. You're lucky. <laughs> A I'm, little bit of titties. Little titties.
1: Which I shouldn't say I'm not lucky because I've always gained weight everywhere. So I guess I'm technically proportionate, but eh. Not, not as much anymore. Uh, now I just look like a fucking wet sock full of beans. It's a bad thing. Ah, beans. All sock. right, so um, this is one of my favorite parts. Least favorite character, Sam.
2: Oh, shit. I even forgot about all these. You want things. me to go first? Yes, please.
1: Because I did make notes about this to make sure I was ready. We're, my least we're favorite.
2: including Cenobites in this, right? Yes. Okay. My
1: least favorite character is someone. So I think there are obviously Cenobites who are bad. There are people doing deals who know what they're dealing with who are bad. Yeah. I think Roland is bad from start to finish. Yeah. The person who I am choosing as my least favorite character is Trevor because he had opportunities to not betray the person that he was in love with, but he, and you could tell there were multiple times where he was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. And he kind of tried to talk her out of stuff. Yep. But he still chose money over love. True. The, the job was more important to him in the I think, end. I take a little
2: bit of fear, too, because he's scared of that fucking box. Like when she tries to hand it to him earlier, to he's it. like, no. And he like steps back. He's like, I told you I don't want anything to do with that shit. Which I think
1: that you can see that on the first watch, as I kind of did, as like, he just doesn't want to get involved in this because like, he doesn't believe in it.
2: I thought, too, he's just like, I don't like any spooky shit.
1: That's kind of how I got initially, but then on the second watch, it when was... you find out he's
2: in cahoots with Roland, you're like, oh. Because you know, you know what that box does. What's
1: going on, yeah, and you know like I'm not getting involved in this. No, I've seen... I'm just here to bring <laughs> this into your
2: life. I've seen Roland's chest with a fucking nerve machine sticking out of it. I don't want a fucking nerve machine in my chest.
1: So, I'm not choosing someone who is inherently evil throughout, because that's more predictable. Someone who I think, throughout the movie, is making conscious choices to to betray the person that is most important to them because they truly don't really have anyone else. And I
2: think he did have a thing for her. No, I think he did. there's parts like uh, when they break into the storage unit to find that box at first, I guarantee he had the fucking combination to open that lock. But I think he saw it as that opportunity. I'll just sit here and pretend like I don't know. But then she fucking breaks it open. And then he says something about like the box. Yeah, we don't need it. And then she goes, can I have it? He's sitting there like, again, like, Motherfuck. He's like, yeah,
1: you can hold on to it. Yeah. So there, I mean, you can see that there's a pull back and forth, and he is consciously making the wrong, the wrong choice. Decision. So he is my least favorite character for that reason. Sam, do you, have you come up with anything? I don't want to think that I swayed your opinion, though.
2: No, no. I need to t- decide if I'm going to think about this in character design, and that can include people who aren't Cenobites, or if I need to think about this and who was the biggest piece of shit. Because... I mean, obviously, Roland is probably technically the biggest piece of
1: shit. Yeah, but like because you said, I it's, predictable. it's predictable. Because I still don't think as people. So I I personally would rule out Cenobites in my head. But I know that you okay, kind of think okay. of things differently. My
2: least favorite character, we didn't talk about her very much, but it's the woman that worked for Roland Voigt, Joey, because she did it a lot more than Trevor did. She was hired to bring people to that box. And you see her in the beginning one. And he sent her to pick it up for
1: him. She did yep. his dirty work. Who knows what dirty work she did for And then she's, not even, taking she and then she's him. not even
2: taken care of at the end. She's just got like decaying lungs at the end. She's and just she's in just... like an
1: old folks home dying yeah. of cancer. So
2: she, all this shit she did for Roland, probably expecting a great reward, then her just life just went to shit. But I think she's a worse person than Trevor because she wasn't sorry until she sees the Cenobites in front of her. And I don't even know if she was sorry about that. See, I don't, I don't, I personally don't
1: get that because, yeah, I I don't know. I'm not saying I fully don't, but I feel, I don't know. But then again, she was being selfish because she thought that this man can help me, whether it's with love or something, I'm going to get something from this. And
2: she knew what the box was doing.
1: Yeah, because when she saw it for the first time, it's almost like she understood the power because she looked at it and was like, holy shit, this is real. This is it. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's fair. I would never have chosen her. My but... least favorite
2: Cenobite. That's interesting. Is the mother? The mother. I thought you were gonna bet? You thought I was gonna say the gasp? I don't. The, mother. the mother. There's one scene you see the mother once. It's uh, when Colin has been uh, chosen to be the next sacrifice, and you know he's like running away, mm-hmm. and he goes down, and he sees the mask, the the Cenobite, the mask that doesn't have the face, but it's just a. No, Braindead. Brain yeah, only has a face. And then he turns around and he sees the gasp, the other Cenobite I don't like. Mm-hmm. And then he turns a corner and this, like, pregnant looking woman just comes around the corner. It's the only fucking time you see her. I guess I don't remember I that. think it was only there to be like, ooh, shocking, a pregnant thing. Like, the Cenobite made no sense. There's too many Cenobites in it by then. Let's just get the main. I only need, like, four fucking Cenobites. I just want to be in order of these fucking tortures, you know?
1: All right. So your least favorite character was you said her name you knew her name joey. joey i think that's her name i never knew her name all right so as far as most favorite character since i went first or maybe last it's time, nora i oh. will go again um i feel like for someone like me this is probably an easy guess but for me my favorite character is matt the brother he <laughs> he didn't deserve any of this all he did was tr- he was trying to help his sister who had a problem she brought all these problems along he tried to warn her about trevor she ignored him he tried to help her so many ways and she was super selfish and got him killed. So I will say that Matt uh, and he was just like a sweetheart. So, yeah, I just don't, I don't think. <laughs> and but then he was also used like throughout the movie, just like I'm your brother and this is sad. I didn't I don't deserve this. Save me sort of thing to kind of get in her head. So it got in my head. That makes sense. So, yeah, Matt is my favorite character because I think his heart was good the whole time. He never showed anything negative. I mean, obviously, if you're on the main bitch's side, you can be like, he's a dick and he's not letting her be her. But no, he knew what was better for her before she did. So, gotcha. My favorite character. Penhan. Nope. The Chatterer. The new chatterer because at the very end Roland is made into the new chatterer no, because the they sacrificed the chatterer. It's not
2: the chatterer. They ripped his face open and not his like feet- the chatterer does. <laughs> it's just a little bit, a little strip. But my favorite character is the chatterer. I love the way he looked in this. He looked menacing in this. He was like tall and big. I like the way his like shoulders look stapled. He felt menacing. I loved it when he walked out of that ground scene and you could look into the ground and it looked like an MC Escher painting almost like it wasn't perspective fucking with you but you saw these like stairwells Mm -hmm. and like it just felt like a big gravitas when he fucking came out of that and I've always been a fan of the chatterer I think this may be the best version of the chatterer even from the original this was like the first one I've been like that dude is scary I understand what's going on with his face like it's been ripped off and then stretched over his eyes it's fucking great (laughs) and I really like that scene when the chatter is like sacrificed and he understands like this is beyond me now and like, like or that's him being set free it, it that could be it ah, i like that because he's very respectful of it like everyone else is like oh, i'm gonna die yeah that this was chatter just backs up and holds his arms out in like a religious pose
1: he knew that that was his the end of salvation his salvation almost yeah
2: but Unless he likes the suffering.
1: No, I don't think anyone does. Like you said, I think everyone was uh, put in that position because they wanted power, not realizing that yeah. they're not actually in power. But I think once that you they're get still the power, just tools.
2: You learn that you love it.
1: Well, first you get the money, then you get the power, then
0: you get the women. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah sure. All right, there we go.
1: Yes. Um. Would you recommend this to other people, Sam? Would you tell people
2: to watch Hellraiser twenty twenty two? I will put it in this world. I would recommend this as a Hellraiser movie to watch. There's many other Hellraiser movies, I'd be like, don't watch Inferno. It's it's not it's not very good. Don't watch that one. Don't don't watch part six. Don't watch part nine. <laughs> but in Hellraiser world, if someone was like, what Hellraiser movies would you watch? I'd go, watch one, two, three, four, and then the new one. And then you're what probably do, okay. Do
1: you know what number the new one is?
2: Let's see. Hellraiser one. It's like seven. Hellraiser two. Uh, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, Hellraiser 4, Bloodline, Hellraiser 5, Inferno, Hellraiser. It's, I don't know. I think this is number 10. All right. And then the last thing we're going to do
1: in this questions thing, uh, we're not going to rate this, but we're going to just describe it in one word. Because I think we already kind of, I think it's hard to rate this I'll as rate a movie. It. I'll Are rate you it as I'll okay. rate it as a movie.
2: Zero out of 10, all I'll of the movie watching cat. In two ways. A regular movie, I'll give us a three and a half in regular movie world. Okay, because it looks good, it's written well, it's fine with that. Not Hellraiser, but horror movie world. Horror movie world, I'll give us a seven and a half.
1: Ooh, that's high. That's really? a big jump.
2: Okay, I'll give I us mean seven. from
1: three to seven and a half. Yeah, that's in more horror than, movie world. It's yeah. more than doubled. In Hellraiser
2: world, it's like an eight and a half.
1: I have looked at comments because I've seen a lot of posts pop up. And there seem to be more people who like it than don't, but it is, I think, pretty close to what you will see if you just Google it, which I don't know what it'll be like once this episode comes out in a handful of days, Mm -hmm. but Metacritic gives it 56%, Rotten Tomatoes gives it 69%, and IMDb gives it a 62%. So it's all a little over 50%. Yeah. But not even 75%. So it seems like more people like it than not. But it's not a movie that's necessarily really pulling people in one direction or another. It's more. Well, I mean, because there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I fucking hated that. And I think there are some people who say I don't like it. But I am personally seeing more people who are maybe saying I liked it. But
0: yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's yeah. If I weren't a big Hellraiser guy, because it's a good Hellraiser movie in the world of Hellraiser, we fucking finally got one that is decent.
1: Oh, I missed one. Seventy-two percent of Google <laughs> users
2: liked it, oh, so yeah. it's a
1: little higher for Google
2: users. And yeah, I think those numbers might actually be higher if you look at like the original Hellraiser and Hellraiser Two. These numbers might be higher than those.
1: We're also recording this just a few days after it came out. Yeah. I think by the time this comes out it'll be i mean there it'll be not quite a week but almost a week more people have seen it there will be more opinions and more reviews absolutely so we'll see where it ends up but as of right now more people like it than not so i I would consider that
2: a positive i saw somebody say it's the best bad hellraiser movie yet
1: Uh (laughs) so then i still want to do 11th oh i didn't rate this um Wait, did, how did... Yo, yeah, you did rate it in all three. Um,
2: did you get that, though? I'll 11th, stick with three. Three? Okay.
1: Oh, it's the 11th Hellraiser movie? The 11th Hellraiser oh, movie. I, I guess seven. <laughs> I was way off. Okay, yeah, I'll give it a
2: three. Okay. That's kind of what I'd expect from you. You liked the original more, right? See, but the
1: more I think about it, there are things I liked more about the first one, but there are things... I think I probably liked more about this one yeah. more because I think visually it was more appealing... And I, I... It's got more to look at. There's something <laughs> about that that lady who's supposed to be, like, seductive and sexy in the first one that grosses me yeah, out. Yeah, she
2: grosses me out, too. So
1: that's also really hard for me to get into. Yeah. Um, so I would probably put the original around the exact same. So okay. I I don't... But for different
2: reasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Well, I've, I've switched to... My favorite Hellraiser movie is Hellraiser 2. And then it's Hellraiser. And then it's probably hellraiser three then four and then this one
1: all right well describe this movie in one word
0: pain pleasure
1: (laughs) all right well we did it good for us huh we should have did that differently because for you it was more pleasurable
2: and for me it was more painful i know but i just wanted that word to work out i'm not changing what for me i'm actually gonna put a real one uh it's a phrase fair attempt good attempt good enough (laughs) it might get us a sequel too. Us. us, I'm saying us 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 as the Hellraiser fan. Fan community. I'm telling you, there's people on this, on the Hellraiser group that are like, this is a fucking piece of shit. Or it's like, it's back. They've resurrected the Hellraiser franchise. Yay, daddy. (laughs) When I'm listening, they're like, yeah, it might get another one. It was okay. (laughs) I didn't get tricked. I got treated. in time for Halloween. I want to find out what Doug Bradley's he, of the I thought movie I is. saw it. I thought he He said loved it. the way that Pinhead looked. Uh, I haven't seen not, an actual uh, review since he of actually the, the movie.
1: movie. Okay, that makes sense. All right, Sam, so we are finished with we talking are! about Hellraiser forever. Woo! And what is next? I'll let you next, take over cuz this is the last our... week of the October month of mostly guests.
2: What do you mean it's the last week?
1: Oh, I'm off. I forgot because you got
2: the schedule all wrong. Because we're we're recording out of uh We're recording out of order. Out we'll, of order. Which will be talked about more later. We've got a guest coming who's already been here, who's already recorded the episode. That's right. We have and you'll hear Zach coming back. Zach comes Zach back. Zach on his way back. And uh, he brought us Umphreys again. He brought Umphreys. The album is called Death by Stereo. Death by Stereo. You'll hear what we think about it. I already know what we thought about it. I already know what happened. You can see how We murdered Zach, gets Zach at the end of it.
1: The episode, yeah, he gets goofy, and then we goof him to death.
2: Yep, he's, dead. he's so you,
1: dead. You should definitely listen to it so you can hear the last episode that Zach will ever be on yeah. because we killed him. And I'll give you a little
2: sneak peek right now. Crazy fucking golf story about an old man. You guys are going to flip your fucking lid. See you then. Oh, wait, I'm the guy who's got to play us out on stuff. <laughs>
0: We're yeah, the don't episode, get your right? hopes up too
2: hey, much. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we'll see if it pays off. I was, I should have seen if there was another version of this Hellraiser song, I but thought,
1: I it hey, to it's you. just gonna happen again. It'd be funny if there was, but like the birds, Hellraiser.
2: Nope, just Lemmy. <laughs> Thanks for indulging me bend, on my Hellraiser like, obsession.
1: I'm a centibite, you're a bite <laughs> I'm a bite you're a centibite. It is too
2: bad, but it's a good thing we have musical instruments and microphones. <laughs> I'm a centibite, you're a centibite. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for indulging me. See ya.
1: <laughs> Someone feed me
2: some meat. <laughs>